Psalm 42. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. Hmm. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? This psalm is a prayer of a man that is desperate for an encounter with the presence of God. Don't know about anyone else, but the only thing that can satisfy me is an encounter with his presence. Church services do not satisfy me. Just come in and singing songs and listening to a talk. That is not what Revive Church is about. We want to be a place where people come and meet with the presence of God. If you want a nice, slick, polished service where the projector works and uh, then there's probably other places you can go to. But I believe that if you're hungry and thirsty, you can meet with Jesus today. This man is hungry, thirsty for the presence of God. He says, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul longs for God. Where can I meet with God? And some of you have heard me uh, preach on this verse before, but um, in, in nature, in the wild, uh, when a deer is being pursued by a predator, often a deer will, will pursue a predator by its scent. And one of the things that a deer will do to shake off a predator is it will get to water and it will immerse itself. It will baptize itself in water. And when it comes out of the water, it's temporarily lost its scent so that it can be safe from the animal that's pursuing it. You see, for a deer to get to water, it's not just a matter of it wants a nice little drink to satisfy it. It can actually be a matter of life or death. What the psalmist is saying here is this, God, without your presence in my life, I cannot live. The only thing that will satisfy me, the only thing that gives me life and nourishment is the presence of God. I wonder when the last time we were that hungry and thirsty for God was. That without Him, unless He turns up, I can't go on. It says in the book of Hebrews that God is a rewarder of those who urge, uh, who um, diligently or earnestly seek Him. And that word reward in the Greek, it's the, uh, the Greek word, I believe it's ginomai, and it means to change realms. So that verse literally means this, God will change the realm of those who earnestly seek Him. Who knows there are two realms that you can live your life in. One is just the ordinary, natural, mundane way of living. You get up, you go to work, you come home, you watch TV, you go to bed on repeat, you come to church for an hour on a Sunday morning, you have 10 minutes of devotional that you cram in at some point during the day and that's one way of living your life. But who knows there is another realm 
It's called the realm of the Spirit, the realm of God's glory. When you live a life of intimacy with God, a life of fellowship with God, when you know His touch, when you hear His voice, when you experience His power and His presence at work in your life. I don't know about anyone else, but I want to live in that realm. About five of you agree with me. I'm not here just to live an ordinary life. I want to live a supernatural, spirit-filled, glory-filled life where I know Him and He works through me. Anyone else? So if I've got to change realm, there has to be a hunger and a thirst and a pursuit within me that wants to go deeper into the things of God. Now who knows that in the, in the natural When you get sick, one of the first things that goes is your appetite. Anyone know what I'm talking about? You know, Asher at the back, he, uh, we had to give him a a COVID test this week, which praise God was, uh, was negative or else um, we would have needed some serious pastoral care if we'd have had to, uh, to isolate at home for two weeks. Um, but, but we, we thought he was ill. And the reason we knew he was ill was because he wasn't hungry. And trust me, when Asher doesn't want snacks, there's something wrong. But you know, in the spirit, it's the same. When you have lost your hunger and your thirst and your appetite for the things of God, it's a sign that there is something wrong in your spirituality. One of the greatest things that God can give you is a hunger for Himself. And I'll be really honest with you. I know it's church, but now and again we can be honest with each other, can't we? Over the past couple of years, I have not felt as hungry and thirsty for God as I have done before. Because I don't know about anyone else, but... I've been, the last two years, I've been in survival mode. Anyone else? If I can just get through this week without getting COVID, that's a win. You know, if I can just, if we can just get through this next lockdown, then everything will be okay. There's some, if, if if I can just make it through to the next paycheck or the next government grant or whatever it may be, then, then, then we'll have done okay. Uh, right now, a lot of us, you know, the, 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 the messaging and everything, if, if we can just get through this winter and everything over the past couple of years has been about survival mode. But do you know when you're just surviving and you've no long-term vision, it kills the hunger and the thirst right out of you. But who knows, we were not called to survival. We were called to revival. We were called to see the glory of God move in this region and in this nation. And the past couple of weeks as we've been praying and fasting and seeking God and moving in Kingswood House, um, I felt an awakening. I felt a stirring. And I'm a hungry person this morning. And if you're not hungry and thirsty this morning, I pray that God will stir you and wake you up this morning and bless you with a glorious dissatisfaction 
that the only thing that will satisfy is him and he alone. Verse 7 says, deep calls unto deep. It's talking about two, two deeps. One, there's a deep in you. Do you know that there is a deep place right on the inside of you? I'm pointing to my stomach. It's probably not there. That's probably hungry for something else. But somewhere in me, there is a deep place called the Spirit. And it is longing for Him. But do you know there is a deep place in God? And do you know the deep place in God is crying out for you? That there is a cry, a longing in the heart of God for fellowship with you. Jesus wants his church back. Jesus wants to move in the midst of the lampstands. He wants to be right in our midst. And so there is a longing in you that will only be satisfied by him. And there is a longing in him. The Father is looking for worshippers. The Father, the, the, the Father stands at the, the gate looking for the prodigal son to come home. The Father is a good shepherd looking for the one that is lost. There is a deep place in you crying out for God. And there is a deep place in God that is crying out for you. And when these two Longings, these two cries meet. It's the place of encounter. It's the place where heaven meets earth. And we encounter his presence and his glory. Does anyone else want to be in that place in their life? Not just this morning. Because it's hard to really have a, a deep, deep encounter with God in an hour. But I mean as a lifestyle. I want to be in that place of encounter. Well, what's it like? Well, this is how the psalmist describes it. Deep calls to deep. In the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. Has anyone ever been to a really big, powerful waterfall. Anyone? Um, I've been to uh, Niagara Falls uh, once. I had to stay at a distance because it was weird, right? It was, they do like boat trips where you can go right under Niagara Falls. Um, but it was cancelled that day because it was raining. It's like, what's that all about? It was like, <laughs> you know, we don't want you to get wet. Anyway, I, I have no idea the logic of that. But um, there's Niagara Falls, there's Victoria Falls. Um, there's these powerful waterfalls. I don't know about you, but I would imagine it's pretty scary being in the midst of a waterfall. Anyone else? Can you imagine being right in the heart of that waterfall where the force of that water comes crashing down on you. Who knows, if you were to stand under Niagara Falls and that, that volume of water was to fall on your head, who knows, it would mess you up a bit. In fact, you would not be walking out of there. 
the psalmist said, that is what an encounter with God looks like. Have you ever noticed that any person that encountered God, really encountered God in the Bible, didn't, they weren't coming out saying, oh, that was nice. Every person that had an encounter with God, it messed them up. They were scared. They were terrified. They were overwhelmed. They were changed. So who wants one this morning? Who wants to be in the roar of his waterfalls? Do you know how a, a waterfall is formed? There's something at the bottom of a waterfall, the pool of water. It's called a plunge pool. And it's where the water from above hits the water below and it creates a, a pool. And the, 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 the power of the water and the size and the weight of that water determines the depth of that pool. And that pool is created over, over thousands of years as the water crashes down on the rocks underneath. And those rocks melt and dissolve and are crushed and are broken. And it creates that depth, that, that, that pool underneath. To say, God, I want to go deeper. I want to I be right in the middle of your presence and your glory. You're saying, God, I give you permission to sweep over me with all your waves and breakers. I give you permission to break me, to crush me, to mold me, to chip away anything that is not of you so you can create depth in my life. We often talk, don't we, about going deeper. I want to go deeper in God. Do you know what we mean by that? We're saying, God, I give you permission to pound me with your glory until I am so changed that I become like you. God uses the waves and the breakers to take us deeper. Do you know what the waves and the breakers look like in my life? One thing is disappointment. Anyone ever been disappointed? <laughs> you, you do something for God and it's not as successful as you thought it would be. Or you're praying, you're believing for something and you don't get the answer, you don't get the breakthrough. A, another wave and a breaker that God uses in my life is need. When I'm in a place where I'm really in need, whether it be a, a need for finance, whether it be a need for healing, whether it be a need for, for, for a family need, whatever it may be, those needs, it's the waves and the breakers. Another need, another wave and a breaker that, that God um, uses to, to, to pound me with is conviction. Have you ever been in a place where you just felt like you were the worst Christian ever? I don't mean condemnation. I just mean you're kind of going along and you think, you, you know, you think you're kind of Benny Hinn and Reinhard Bonnke rolled into one and then suddenly God convicts you of something and you realize oh, I'm a million miles away from where I need to be. Another wave and breaker that God uses in my life is other people. 
Who knows other people can be annoying? Who knows other, other Christians can be annoying? It's been times in my life when I've been overlooked for stuff or been criticized for stuff or been, been bypassed for stuff or, or been falsely accused of things. And, and listen to me, church. All these things, disappointment, conviction, other people need. You can either use these things and think it's the devil attacking you or it's God punishing you or you can just get discouraged or give up or another thing that we can do is lash out at other people and blame them hello or we can do what Spurgeon said where he said I have learnt to kiss the waves that push me against the rock of ages in other words I have learnt that the waves and the breakers are the very things that God uses to take me deeper into himself. I'll be honest with you, sometimes if it wasn't for the need, I wouldn't pray. Hello? If it wasn't for the criticism, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be on my knees. If it wasn't for the disappointment, I wouldn't fast. If it wasn't for the conviction, I, I would lose my hunger and thirst for more of Him. But I've learned when, when my prayer doesn't get answered, when I'm in need, when I'm disappointed, when that person attacks me, I recognize that is a wave and breaker that God is using to take me deeper into Himself. Because we are so proud and so self-sufficient. But when we are in that place, when we recognize, God, I have been stripped of everything. I need you. Then it, it becomes a lot. We have an incentive then, don't we, to pray. We have an incentive to come to the prayer meeting. We have an incentive to fast. We have an incentive to really go after God. So the question is this morning is, do we want to risk going deeper? Knowing that God will mess us up. You know, some of you are wondering why things are not working in your life. And it's God answering your prayer. When you said, God, I want to go deeper. God's saying, right, you, you really want to go deeper? Then I'm going to... I'm going to throw this stuff at you to force you to cling on to me, to dive deep into my presence. Christianity in the shallows is easy, but Christianity in the depths, there is a price, a cost to pay. You know the word glory in the Hebrew, it's the Hebrew word kabod, it means weight. How many times have we sung, God, I want to see your glory. I want to encounter your glory. Do you know what you're saying? God, I want all of your weight on my life. That will change you. That will mess you up. But I want to go deeper. I want to be in the raw. Let me try and, and finish this in the, just the next few minutes. in the roar of your waterfalls. Sometimes we have this idea that God is quiet and he just whispers and there are times that he 
He does. But in his glory, he roars. And in his glory, even a whisper sounds like a roar. And that roar, you know, if you've been to Niagara Falls, it's hard to have a conversation even with the person next to you. Because the roar of that waterfall drowns out everything else. And when we come into his presence, when we come into that deeper place in God, his roar drowns out all our fears, all our excuses, all those reasons that we give why we can't really go deeper into God. It's all drowned out. That's why some people don't want to go deeper because they know that they'll be found out. I remember um, um, some of you may have seen that I I brought out a book a couple of years ago um, called The Sound of Heaven. And in fact, the the cover of that book I'm wearing on my T-shirt today, it's got a lion roaring. And the the week that that book came out... um, I, I took Judah and Asher to Yorkshire Wildlife Park. And if you've ever been there, you know that there's an area where there are three, four, five lions. And as we were driving into the park, um, Judah and Asher, they saw the picture of the lion on the banner and they started roaring in the back of the car. And I said to them, look, lions in Doncaster are not like lions in Africa. You, the lions don't roar in the zoo. They just, you know, we pay, you know, a hundred quid to get in. We see some lions that are asleep. Uh, then we leave after paying another hundred quid to buy some toy lions. Oh, and we walked into the park. And if you've ever been, that there's an area where the meerkats are, kind of at the the the, the front, although it's the back now. But um, and as we were stood there, I heard this sound that was like a rumbling and I thought it, it sounded like I thought there was some maintenance I thought it was like a, a drill that was going on or something and it kept going on and I thought what on earth is that sound and it was coming from where the lions are and I thought surely that can't be what I think it is and it, it stopped and a little bit later on we walked to where the lions were and we came to the to the, to the fence at the bottom and there was this lion and you may think I'm crazy but as I stood looking at that lion the lion stood up and roared right at me and then stopped so I was like that was a bit weird then we walked, and it's like it's a big circle. So we walked around the big circle. It's like a 15-minute walk. And we came back to that same lion. And as I was stood there, he stood up, looked right at me, and roared again. You see, the God that we serve is not a pussycat. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And in his presence, there is a roar that drowns out all our excuses and all our our self-justification and roars and says, I want you to go deeper into my presence. Let me finish with two scriptures. Do you you want to come back up, Dolly? Hosea says this, I am God and not a man, the Holy One among you. They will follow the Lord. And listen to this. 
He will roar like a lion. And then listen to this. When he roars, his children will come trembling from the west. In other words, what is this verse saying? When God roars, his kids will move. When God roars, his kids will respond. And church, listen to me. I want to say this um, with as much grace as I can. Because we've all been there. For two years, our Christianity has been, let's just get through another week. Our Christianity has been, if I can just get to church and sit in a seat and have an hour where I can just get lost and I don't have to listen to the news and the death rates and I don't have to think about PCR tests and all that kind of stuff. I just want an hour where I can just chill out, forget about everything and go home. And that has got us through the last two years, praise God. But now, now, the lion is roaring. And God is saying, revive church. Wake up. It's time to move. It's not enough just to sit in a seat. Some of you, God is calling to go on mission. Some of you, God is calling to pastor. Some of you, God is calling to get involved in youth work and kids work. Some of you, God is calling to get involved in, in music, in tech, in worship. Some of you, God is calling in your workplace to start to, to, to shine with be salt and light like you've never done before. Some of you, God is gathering. God is gathering our, our young adults. God is gathering people on an evening to pray. God is calling us to be that house of prayer. God is calling us to take the gospel around the region. God is roaring. Can you hear? God is saying it's not enough just to come and, and sit here for an hour and go home. God is roaring and saying, church, I want you to go deeper. It's time to wake up. It's time to assemble. It's time to move. It's time to go. But if you're on the shallows, you will never hear. But if you're in the deep places, you can hear the lion roaring and you have to respond in the roar of his waterfalls. Not looking from a distance like I did um, when I went to Niagara Falls, but right in the heart of the plunge pool of his glory. Final verse. Job. Where's Job? Here it is, before Psalms, isn't it? Job 37. At this my heart pounds and leaps from its place. Listen, listen to the roar of his voice, to the rumbling that comes from his mouth. He unleashes his lightning beneath the whole heaven. He sends it to the ends of the earth. After that comes the sound of his roar. He thunders with his majestic voice. Listen to this. When his voice resounds... He holds nothing back. Why do we want to be in that deep place if it's going to cost us everything? Because in the raw, He holds nothing back. You know, God loves us so much. And God has got so much for us. God has got a plan and a purpose for our lives. God has got so much love, so much blessing, so much favour, so much power that he wants to pour out upon us. 
But it's in the raw that he holds nothing back. Some of us are wondering, why isn't God releasing the things that I know that he can release? Why isn't God releasing those miracles? Why isn't God releasing those breakthroughs? Why isn't God opening up those doors? It's because we're in the shallows. Why wouldn't I allow Asher to drive the car home today? Because he's four years old. I'd be an idiot if I allowed that to happen. But when he's old enough, when he's 45, (laughs) I'll hold nothing back. Because he's in that place where he can handle it. God is a good God. He's not going to give deep gifts and deep anointings to people that paddle in the shallows. But if you will come into the depths, if you will respond to his roar, he will hold nothing back.